0: So hello, and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, this is all about sharing stories of women who have gone through challenging times. They've gone from victim to victorious, or tragedy to triumph. They've overcome some sort of obstacle in their life, and they've made it through to the other side, stronger in mind, body, and soul for it. And the whole purpose of sharing these stories is to really give you a sense of hope Whatever it is you might be going through in your own life because we're all going through something at some point in our lives And I think that when we're going through those things it can feel like we're the only ones Going through them and the only ones who understand what it is that we're going through And I think that as you hear these stories you realize that you're not alone and that There are so many people out there going through similar things and all you have to do is reach out and get the support you need and today I'm talking with Anna Lundberg, and she is the founder of One Step Outside, where she helps people around the world build businesses and create a lifestyle that allows them an unimagined sense of freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. Since leaving her corporate job in 2013, she's now reimagining what success looks like and she's passionate about inspiring and supporting others to do the same. So welcome, Anna. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for having me. So Anna, I actually left my full-time job in 2013 as well. We have that in common. Amazing. (laughs) And I know how fulfilling the work I've done since then has been. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to that point of... Of taking that leap of faith
1: yeah sure and it definitely was a leap of faith Um, and it's interesting because I sort of feel you know in the context of this this interview I don't feel like I've really gone through sort of one tragic event you know it hasn't been sort of one big turning point it's been more sort of a slow burner for me over a long time and I'm also sort of very conscious that that I guess some things that I've struggled with that sometimes it felt really privileged because all in all you know yeah, it hasn't been sort of um, a life or death situation, but... It could always said, be a you know, lot worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, a lot of things are happening around me right now with, you know, there's so much going on. But I think you have to look at things from your own perspective and your own reality, don't you? So, I mean, something that's difficult for you is is just as meaningful and that's what's happening in your life. So that's what you have to think about. But um, yeah, so I'm not sure what exactly triggered <laughs> my amazing, courageous leap of faith. But, um, you know, the, the story I sort of tell is if I um, go back way back when um, I was, you know, sort of that good girl who was always getting, well, always getting good grades, but I was definitely doing as I was told by the teachers. I hated getting in trouble. Um, you know, I was always looking for that gold star and the red tick and so on. So that was kind of my path. And from a career standpoint, I had lots of interest. To be honest, I wanted to be an astronaut, a journalist, I guess, as all children do, lots of exciting ideas. Um, But because I was kind of interested in everything, I didn't really have a clear path. You know, some people have that amazing one passion they can follow, and some of us are a bit more lost. So because of that, I guess, I was quite easily swayed by what other people said. So people would say, you know, you'll never make money doing that, or no, that'll never work, and you should study this and that and the other. So I I kept my options quite broad always. I studied the International Baccalaureate, um, which is sort of six subjects rather than the usual three we do in England. Um, I went to Oxford and did a degree that was philosophy, politics and economics, so it's quite broad as well. Um, And then I continued on to do a master's to study even more. Um, And then I got onto a a really great job. However. I, as I said, hadn't really known what I wanted to do in the first place. Over time, I came to believe that I wanted to work in development. So, I studied politics and economics, as I said, and, and international relations. Um, and I did some internships at the UN and NGOs. But then, you know, one out of the 100 job applications I made was for a private company and that was Procter & Gamble. Um, and that was the job that I got. So, big corporate, you know, multinational American company. Um, and I was selling perfume and marketing perfume. So nothing to do with what I'd studied. It wasn't really sort of fundamentally meaningful for me, meaningful to me. And I barely knew who the company was, to be perfectly honest, compared to some people who came with, you know, that really as sort of a, a goal for them, because it is an amazing company, and they'd studied business and they were really passionate about it. So from the beginning, I think, I always felt a little bit disconnected from it. Um, but at the same time, you know, everything was great. I was living in Geneva and Switzerland, beautiful. Uh, You know, great quality of life, amazing friends, and I was learning a lot and it was fun. Um, But I think, you know, again, sort of building up to that 2013 point, it just, I think the disconnect between what, at least what I thought I wanted to do and what I was doing was gradually wearing me down. And I was telling people, whoever wanted to listen, I was telling myself, oh, I really want to work at the UN. I don't want to be here. Um, And I wasn't really doing anything about it. So it's just a, a big disconnect between the life that I was living and what I thought I wanted instead. So I think that just, wore me down um and for whatever reason I think it's different conversations I had with people just the time that you know with time sort of as I said things wear you down but also you begin to think and explore and and um, I was able to because I was in a particular sort of an unusual role in the company in the digital department I was a bit separate from everything else um, I was able to ask for a sabbatical for three months and I went traveling in South America um and that was sort of I guess enough of a there was a massive leap for me. But when I got away, I realized that, you know, so many people around the world were they had, um, you know, been made redundant and they were traveling indefinitely, they had quit, they had, you know, they were old, young, retired, single couples, etc. And that sort of just opened my mind suddenly to all these other ways of living than my little bubble that I'd been in. So I think that was definitely the trigger. And it was halfway through that trip that I then I guess, took, had the courage to, because I knew um, that if I came back to Geneva, I would go back to my job. So I had to quit while I was still away. Wait. That was how,
0: <laughs> how not courageous I was to take that decision. I find that traveling, though, gives you such perspective because it allows you to see how the rest of the world is living, what the rest of the world values. And it's not always exactly what we've been used to in our own bubble, as you said.
1: Yes, and I love it. And it's not to say that you should be copying their lifestyle either. And every person I met had a different story and a different sort of value base and and what they wanted to do. But it was just very different to what I was used to. So whereas back home, we were all in that same kind of conveyor belt, even on a personal level too. So personally, for me, a lot of my best friends had suddenly moved out to the suburbs, got married and popped out two kids. And I had not. So suddenly I thought, well, hang on. Um, and just getting out of that as well made me realize that there are people around the world who weren't um, moving to the suburbs and having two children. So that helped me as well with that perspective. It wasn't just work for me. It was also the personal side.
0: Yeah, you know, I, um, it's funny because I wrote a blog post just this week about the purpose of planning. And I talked about the fact that, much like you, I, you know, did what was expected of me. I did what I was told, right? So I went to university, you know, but... Study what I was interested in but not really clear on what the heck I was going to do with it right I ended up with my an undergrad undergraduate degree in political science with an international politics focus and a minor in peace studies so you can imagine that when you tell people that that's what you have your degree in they kind of look at you and say okay what are you going to do with that and I didn't I didn't have a clue you know and so after you know spending the first 20 odd years of my life doing what was expected of me and then graduating and having that freedom to figure things out I didn't know what to do with that because I never had to plan for myself before I was always doing you know following the status quo doing what, what what I was supposed to do which meant that I graduated and I ended up taking the first job that was offered to me because I had student loans to pay off and just getting so caught up in that rat race but realizing that that wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yes, 100%.
1: And it's exactly that. And it's a little bit the emperor's new clothes, you know, that old story that yeah. you're thinking, hang on, but we're all sort of going off to college, studying something we don't even know if we're interested in, doing a job we're not even that interested in, paying, you know, lots of student debts and, and whatever, and getting the mortgage and so and You think, hang on a second, <laughs> why, why are we all doing this? And sort Rates. of nobody knows. And we're yeah. just kind of still doing it. So I think that's interesting. And then, also when you take a step back at that as you said you've never had to or you, we haven't been that intentional up until now so it's really scary i found it incredibly frightening to question all these things especially as i said it wasn't just work right you're questioning an entire way of being you're you're questioning your identity because for you did you say 20 years you've been in the you know you you've built a a career in a particular area a lifestyle you live yeah. in you know a massive house in london with you know whatever it is and that's a whole whole identity and all sorts of things caught up in that. So if you begin to question that, you, you know, threaten your own existence. You you begin to sort of cast out on other people's lives. So that can make them nervous. And you begin to question your personal life as well. So it's all sorts of questions come up. It is really quite, um yeah,
0: unexpectedly frightening to to sort of shake the foundation that you've built your life on. I was really. just going to say, it really does rock the foundation. And so, but what's really cool about it is that it rocks the foundation, but you get to rebuild and it can be even stronger than it was before, because you're building it with intention. You're building it purposefully.
1: Yeah, and just on that another and metaphor, um, I came across this a few years ago when I was writing um, a blog post to think about the metamorphosis of a butterfly, because it's one of those um, images we always use for a transformation, and it flutters away as a beautiful butterfly. Um, but actually, the science of it, and of course, I can't now sort of repeat the exact um, biology <laughs> of it. But basically, you know, um, it. the the entire body like breaks down into protein soup in that chrysalis and and it's a very painful disgusting process until it finally builds itself back up again and becomes a butterfly so I thought that was just exactly what you just said you can't just you know crawl into your cocoon and then come out perfectly beautiful as a butterfly unfortunately you have to sort of take yourself
0: apart and put yourself back together again yeah there are always going to be some bumps and bruises along the way definitely so you quit the job while you were still traveling. And then what happened?
1: Well, I came back and had the euphoria. People were like, oh, you must be so upset that you've come back. And I was like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> because I've quit forever. Um, and that was pretty fun. And I had like, you know, a few weddings and a few trips and stuff. So I sort of rode that way for a while. Um, but then obviously the reality of not having that plan um, kicked in. And I did go to a few, as I think a lot of people do, I was tempted back into a few um, job interviews, thinking that maybe just changing the industry could be enough to to make a difference. Um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, sort of six months later or so, I, I made the commitment to set up my own I call it consultancy. It was obviously just me, but it was <laughs> being a marketing consultant. So taking all the work that I'd been doing before, but doing it on more of a freelance basis. And that's what I did for the first couple of years. And I think I was incredibly lucky looking back and um, because I think my skills were in demand and I had a really good network. And um, But, you know, I got some really big contracts in those first, first couple of years, which meant that I didn't quite have to um, sort of experience the full pain of <laughs> quitting my job without a plan because it all kind of fell into place in those first couple of years. Um, however... Then I suddenly realised, sort of, two years into that, that I had just recreated my my same job again, <laughs> just in a slightly different format. And um, so, as somebody mentioned, who I met at a conference somewhere, I just sort of grabbed onto the closest life raft. Really, I'd sort of gone, "I'm free," and then I'd gone, "Hang on, no, no, I'm going to swim back to shore. I'm going right. to just leave. It's yeah. too scary." Um, so then I had to sort of quit that as well, um, and start start saying no to those bigger contracts to again sort of break myself apart again and sort of see what would be next and that was also quite scary because then I'd already made one leap and I thought that was it ta-da my life is going to be amazing now I've done my big uh, courageous decision and that's it but unfortunately well fortunately maybe it's um, a continuous uh, list of many decisions that have to be made it's not just one one big thing and that's it you have to keep taking those courageous decisions don't you
0: absolutely I think I remember um, one of my first business coaches said you know you think that if you get to a certain level in your business or a certain level in life that you, you know, it'll be smooth sailing. But she says, you know, with every level, it's a different devil. Right. So yeah, I
1: haven't heard that. I love that.
0: (laughs) But um, I think that that's really the reality of it because you get to where you think you want it to be, but now you're asking yourself, so now what? Because it's, it's a constant evolution. It's a journey, right? It's not um, that you're going to get to one place and be completely satisfied. I think that it's, it's a constant evolution.
1: Yeah. And I think that's good in one way. I mean, I, I love taking steps, you know, that was a step in the right direction for me. And then I took other steps and it's not going to be in a linear path. You're going to take steps side, front, back, you know, two steps backwards, three forward or whatever it is. And um, But I do think that's great. You can't expect to go from, I think we tend to think in quite black and white terms. I'm either in this miserable corporate job or I'm making my seven-figure, amazing, successful entrepreneurial thing living on a beach in Thailand. And there's so many <laughs> steps in between those if ever if we're going to get to that miraculous um, unicorn land of um, whatever that is. But um, I think that's one thing. The only thing is, I think that is, is a danger in that context is that especially those of us who are used to that kind of um, conveyor belt and the achiever thing is that we then keep pushing ourselves and we forget to recognize how far we've come, right? Because for me, it was a big decision to leave and it was amazing that I managed to set up this successful freelancing business in two years. So rather than sort of acknowledge that and go, well done you, I was like, no, this isn't good enough. I'm going to do something else. And, you know, so I think unfortunately we're constantly striving for the next thing and that's something we need to just be aware of a little bit so that we're not just always thinking to the next thing. And you, you remember that actually this moment here is what we were so desperate to get to maybe a year or two ago.
0: Right. And yeah, I think that it's, and I say that all the time, that it's important to celebrate the successes in life, no matter whether they're big ones or small ones. But I think that we can be so focused on what isn't working sometimes or what we haven't accomplished that we dismiss all the amazing things we've already done. And I think that when we remember the awesome things that we've already accomplished, it can be a bit more motivating to do those other things that we, we might be struggling with in the present moment
1: yeah and just to pause for a moment and just recognize that as you said it doesn't have to be massive you don't have to buy yourself a new car or something right. to paper, you know, just acknowledge it and you know I had a, a friend whose mum sent her a card every time that she got a new client I imagine she wouldn't do that in the long term if she had a lot of clients but you know something like that or buy yourself some fresh flowers or um, you know just enjoy a bubble bath or whatever it is but you just have to recognize that you've done something great and share it with your friends share it with your loved ones so that you're not just isolated by
0: yourself, constantly working towards that next big goal. Yeah, definitely. What would you say, Anna, was the biggest lesson that you learned in your journey so far? Well,
1: so you mentioned the idea of success though. And I think the, the biggest thing that I'm trying to do now, and you also mentioned it in my um, bio at the beginning, is this idea of reimagining success. Um, and and for me, it means quite a few different things. One is to look beyond just work. So the, the big thing for me has been to recognize that that sort of narrow definition of the, well, certainly not the fame and fortune that you'll find in like a dictionary <laughs> definition of success, but even, you know, the prestigious job title and the the mortgage and the car and the, you know, company and so on. That to me isn't really a meaningful definition of success. And I don't think it is for a lot of us. And yet, for whatever reason, we're still, you know, lacking that intention. We're still plodding along in that direction. So for me, um, it's all around, first of all, there is no right answer. So that's been incredibly liberating. (laughs) No longer do I have to look for that gold star and the red tick and the teacher to tell me what the right answer is because there is no right answer. So that's been the biggest lesson for me, I think. And then because there is no right answer, I get to be curious and explore. And as I said, reimagine what this means to me. And again, I have to constantly remind myself um, you know, for example, now in the summer, the weather's been amazing, almost a bit too amazing for us here in England. People are complaining. <laughs> but you know, I've been enjoying actually being out in the garden in my bikini. I've been to see some friends, I've got my sister and her kids coming, we've got another trip in a few weeks. And I found myself thinking, oh, I should be doing more, I should be working more in my business. But then I think, no. Do you remember that the reason why you have this business <laughs> is because you want to be enjoying your life and being with your loved ones and you know, and enjoying the sunshine and traveling and so on. So if success for me is the seven figure hustler thing, then of course, yes, that's what I should be focusing on. But for me, success is not that. And I think for a lot of us, success is, you know, quite simple things, actually. It's being happy. It's being healthy. It's being with the people that we can laugh with. It's it's some really simple things. So that's something that, Still takes me time to learn clearly as I was still um, pushing myself the other day to do more. But I think it's an important lesson for all of us.
0: Yeah, I think that that is a big one is understanding that success is a very personal thing, how we define success. And um, and so what works for us may not work for others. And we have to be OK with that and not um, take it personally when people don't understand our own Definition of success, because I think for me, that's been the challenge is being okay with what I want and not worrying about the fact that it may seem odd or strange to somebody else, (laughs) you know, whether it's friends or family or, you know, things like that that's, that's so
1: interesting and that yeah and that absolutely is difficult i think I, I often tell people you know to try to go certainly in the early days when you're trying to work out what you want go through kind of an incubation phase <laughs> where you protect yourself a little bit from often your friends and family who are very well meaning um but often you might be you know in the early days of exploring you might one day say oh i'm going to be a coach and the next day you go i'm going to go to japan and the next because <laughs> we're trying to come up with something and yes. i think the family around us then becomes a bit like okay you're a bit flaky you don't know what you're doing and then yeah. get a bit concerned. Get it together. Yeah. If you go away into, you know, maybe travel somewhere, maybe just sort of lock yourself up somewhere and try to work it out. Don't share, you know, unless you really trust somebody, you know, certainly don't share with strangers every idea you have and then sort of come out of your chrysalis when you're ready to, you know, to at least focus on, you know, this is what I think my plan is going to be. I'm going to have a go at this. And, And I think then people will be more open, first of all, to understanding and sort of buying into that when you've Presented as like a feta complete, rather than like oh, I'm thinking about this because it's it's always going to be other people's doubts that they're voicing, isn't it? It's not about you. It's that they're scared, they don't know, they don't get it. And as you said, it's not their definition of success. So you have to remind yourself exactly that that this is I'm just trying to work out if this is right for me. I don't need other people to validate that this is the right path for me because really, I'm the only one who can say that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you have to definitely be aware of the the dream killers. And like you said, they're well-meaning, but they're coming from their own um, insecurities and doubts about what's possible for them. And so that's what they're projecting onto you when they... um when they doubt, <laughs> mm. and I or think the other question in
1: the other direction, when we're looking for someone to copy or to role model, or role models are great. And you know, having a coach, you mentioned your business coach, they're so having someone who's a few steps ahead of you, a mentor, of course. I recommend that, and that's I certainly can't imagine not having a coach now ever. Um, but you know, you also don't want to have that sort of comparison itis or whatever when you're constantly look, you're comparing your year one to someone else's year 10 and not to mention the fact that again the fact that there is another coach who does a certain thing you see them on Facebook doesn't mean that you have to either be like them or do everything you can to be different because you are by definition different just do your thing and and be yourself and I think that's another important one not to get too distracted by what other people are doing as well
0: yeah focus on yourself um Anna what did you have any tools or things that helped you with your focus and your mindset as you went through this journey? My goodness, I've
1: done so many things. <laughs> I, but I, You know, it's gone through, I think
0: most importantly is
1: to to be patient with yourself and to have uh, give yourself time to explore because I think we often rush into action and I certainly thought you know I need a plan I need to do this and we want to put up the, the website or we want to sign up to this course or whatever before we even know what the what is so we need to know what the what is and the why it's important to us before we work out the how and um, so for me I think whether it's you know somehow getting out of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be a three month trip to South America or like a <laughs> yoga retreat in Bali, or whatever, you know, it can just be a weekend away or like a day away. Just grab your notepad and pen and just try to get out of your usual environment. That's quite a simple one. Just get out of your comfort zone away from your normal bubble. That really helped me. Obviously for me, it was the big trip to South America, I think that kicked, kicked that off. Um, so that's an important one. Um, I think also immersing yourself with, I mean, I read so many books. I don't think I I did podcasts in those days, but certainly now I listen to (laughs) all the podcasts. Podcasts are an amazing source of, you know, inspiration and practical guidance. And just to be surrounded by other people who are doing the stuff you want to be doing and just finding that supportive network is so important. Um, So that's another piece as well. Again, it doesn't have to be a formal course or anything. You don't have to invest lots of money. The great thing now is that we can find so much stuff online, right? I wish I'd known this all existed. Maybe it didn't five, six years ago. Um, but there's so much information out there. There's almost too much. So if you want to find it, you know, put yourself into those places where you can join an online Facebook group or, um, you know, find people to meet up with offline or, or just try to go out and find those inspirational people who are out there doing stuff rather than your normal, I don't say normal, that sounds terrible, but <laughs> your existing circle of friends. I'm not saying, you know, break up with all your friends and family. They're still love loving and important people to you. But for this particular purpose, I think you need to be inspired and surrounded by some different people for some time
0: absolutely i am in one of my talks i uh talk about you know surround yourself with positive people and i had somebody ask me in one of one of the times that i did this talk where do they find these positive people (laughs) and i was like you you know but it's it's a real question because you know you have friends and family but they might be going through their own stuff right now and so they um they're not in a place they're not in the best place or where they want to be right now. So you need to find people who can really support and encourage you through whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And so whether it's, yeah, finding somebody in a meetup group or online groups, I mean, there's so many different options these days, which is what um, technology offers us, right? Is the opportunity to connect in so many different ways, which is so amazing because I mean, you're halfway across the world right? and we're having this Mm. conversation today which is amazing so I think that yeah you just have to find what works for you I know that some people prefer to have that personal connection with people but other people are comfortable with the online but you have to yeah just find what works for you and surround yourself with a positive support system because no matter what it is that you're working towards there are going to be bumps along the way. And so you're going to need people who can, um, you know, hold your hand through those times and really support and encourage you not to give up on those things that are really important to you that you really want to achieve and accomplish. Yeah, and there
1: can be different roles in there too, right? Because some people just need to be sort of cheerleaders. They don't even need to know anything about what you're doing. That's they just right. want to you know, be 100% supportive of you. And I met people like that. And that's just the kind of people who you meet in a bar and you say something and they don't go, oh, that sounds, oh, that sounds risky. Or what about your mortgage? Or why would you quit <laughs> right. your job? And, so, and they, they go, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Tell me more. What about this? That's the kind of person you'd love to have sort of the cheerleader supporter, then there are others who are more sort of accountability partners, more of the stick than the carrot, you know, who can right. <laughs> follow up with you to make sure you're doing things. Then you can have experts and mentors who can actually give you guidance. You know, there's different roles for different people. Um, but definitely it's great, isn't it? That, that if you are unlucky enough not to have people necessarily in the immediate surroundings, then absolutely there's people all around the world just waiting to to support you and to um, to cheer for you.
0: Absolutely. And so, Anna... What advice would you give to someone who was considering taking that leap of faith, whether it's starting their own business or reconnecting with a hobby, but yeah, doing something that's going to give them that fulfillment that they feel is lacking in their life right now?
1: Mm, Well, I think the first step is already recognizing that's a big thing that you do want to change and just admitting that to yourself because some people don't. And, you know, I certainly never want to push anybody to you know, I'm not going to persuade someone they should be quitting their job or looking for more fulfilling work, right? So it's up to you. Don't let any pressure from, you know, from podcasts or coaches or social media, or whatever, to push you into something. It's up to you to work out where you are in your life and and um, what's right for you. So that's the first thing Just sort of work out is this sort of the red pill, blue pill, I always say from Matrix, like, do you want to keep going down the rabbit hole and explore more or are you happy where you are? Um, and if you're happy where you are, I think that's amazing. But just stop sort of dreaming of this other stuff because that's the killer. That's what kills me. You know, that it, it destroys your soul to think you want to be one way, one place and and not do anything about it. So either accept where you are and enjoy that and be intentional or start taking steps to explore. And when you start taking steps, um, as I was just saying now, I think get out of your usual comfort zone, your usual bubble, out of your usual environment. Find those supportive people. No need to rush into, don't put sort of the how before the what. Um, don't worry about sort of, people tend to be quite negative and say that'll never work because of this or I can never do that because of that. Don't worry about that. Just focus on what it is you want to do. What are you excited about? What are you good at? What is the sort of bigger definition of success in your life that you're really going after? And that's the hardest part is getting clarity on what you actually want. Once you work that out, you can you can make it happen, I promise. So it's just the what is the first step. And indeed, as you know, I said the first step there, and you said at the beginning, my brand is one step outside. And even though I did take a leap, (laughs) sounds like you took a leap too. You don't have to take a leap if you don't want to. So, taking one step and lots of little steps will add up to transformation over time. So, much better to do some consistent little things regularly than to, you know, do some massive thing once a year or something, you know, a big holiday or something, and then go back to your stressful job, for example. So, much better to. Block some time in your calendar, read, listen to podcasts, meet people, begin to explore. And then you'll, you'll see where those one steps will take you, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that what um, always sticks in my mind is that, you know, if you want to change your life, then you have to change the way you do things, right? Because if you continue to do things the way you've always done them, then you're going to continue to get the same types of results. So once you get to that point, if you get to that point where you decide that you want significant change in your life, then it's about, as you say, taking those little steps to change things in your life, right? Maybe it's changing habits. Maybe it's watching less TV. Maybe it's getting outside more so that you are encountering positive people or having talks with people who can support and be your cheerleader but just yeah changing things up a bit so that you can can get different results see something different because I think that yeah if you continue if you're in that rut and you're just continuing to do things the way you've always done them then nothing significant is really going to change
1: Mm, And that makes me think, something I often say is that there are sort of two ways to get you closer to your dream life, right? So again, I'm over here at point A and I want to get to point B. Let's assume that we've worked out what point B is. Um, And I can either begin taking those steps to get there. For example, I can begin to learn some new skill I need for that or begin to, you know, take some action, work with a coach, work on the business, whatever it is. But the other thing I can do is in the other direction, I can take elements of that dream life and introduce it into now Um, And that's where, you know, if somebody wants to live by the ocean in Bali or something, okay, they can't necessarily go and move their eyes away, but they can take a trip there or they can at least go down to the ocean for the weekend, maybe even in England, I can go down to the ocean, Um, you know, and it's sort of finding ways to introduce elements of that big picture vision you have um, so that you're not also living just for this magical day when this sudden land of unicorns is going to materialize but right. that's not the reality unfortunately yeah. well unfortunately i think it's also it's so meaningful so much more meaningful and rewarding isn't it to work hard for something so um but just stop thinking that black and white terms as well either i'm miserable over here or it's perfect over there just begin to find ways today tomorrow and next week when you can actually um do the things you want to be doing because that's life isn't it today is is life really we can plan all we want but unless you're doing something today then as
0: you said nothing's going to change yeah yeah, and I think that doing those little things, like as you say, going on that vacation or going by the water in your local town or whatever, it um, it gives you tools and means of truly visualizing what it is you truly want for your life. You know what I mean? Like you can actually sit there and listen to the ocean and imagine what it would be like to wake up to that every morning. But um, I do agree with you as well that it's important to take time to express gratitude and appreciation for where we're at right now because if we can't be grateful for where we're at right now then it's going to be a lot harder to to get where we want to go right if we're just focusing on how unhappy we are or what we don't have in our life right now then it makes it I think a bit more challenging
1: Mm. And for me, I was just reminded this week of the story, I think it's Paolo Coelho's uh, Brazilian fisherman story, and I can't uh, even begin to narrate it as beautifully, so if people want to search for it, that would be um, the best way to experience it. But the whole sort of gist of it is that there's this guy who's sitting peacefully by the river fishing, and this, you know, probably North American sort of corporate guy comes and tries to get him to essentially build a massive corporation where he can have people working for him, he's going to sell the fish, make lots of money, da 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 the fisherman says, why on earth would I do that? And well, so you can make lots of money, so you can buy more stuff. And then when you're 65, you can retire and dot, 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 sit and fish by the river. <laughs> and it's such a powerful image for me. And I sort of heard it years ago and I just heard it again this week and I thought, yes, that's it. So, you know, I shouldn't be even me now. I've made so much progress and and I love my work and I love everything I do, but I'm still often finding myself pushing myself towards that next thing. And then I'm, no, but I'm right here right now. I can, I can go out in the garden now. I can spend time with someone I love right now. Um, so always chasing that thing, the next, I don't know why we're chasing. Maybe it's human nature that we're constantly striving for something else, which is amazing. It's meaningful and it's exciting. But as you said, expressing gratitude for what we have and just enjoying this moment here is so incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah. Anna, any final thoughts, anything you want to share before we wrap up?
1: I just want to re-emphasize maybe there is no right answer because we've had a certain experience, both you and I, we happen to leave at the same time, but I'm sure we've had very different experiences, you know, before and after. Um, And, you know, I've spoken, I'm actually writing, well, almost finalizing a book now with 50 stories of people who've left the corporate nine to five, essentially. And each individual situation is so different. You know, they've, the trigger for the change and whether it's burnout or, a redundancy or that they chose to leave or whatever it is a personal situation their adventures along the way the challenges the the things they've learned and now what they're doing it's such an individ- individual beautiful journey <laughs> to not be too cheesy and um <laughs> you know there are commonalities and there are things we can do to help and so on but the beauty of it is that there is no right answer so just go out there and, and be curious and explore and and find out what you enjoy what you want to do and then do everything you can to to try to do
0: that yeah I think that that's great advice because it really comes down to being aware of what's important to you being aware of your value your personal values and what what really drives you and yeah just trusting your instincts I think is such a big thing as well because you know when it's the right thing for you
1: That's massive. And that's, again, been a tough lesson for me because I think a lot of us grow up in this very rational, again, sort of our educational system, very, um, it's always sort of reasoning. These are the arguments, the pros and the cons. And I did that back in 2013. And there's a point at which the information can't get you anywhere. You'll never have perfect information Of every parallel universe, of every decision you're going to make. So at some point, and that was actually the first decision I think in my life, the most powerful decision I made with my gut. All the signs were saying that I shouldn't do it in the sense of, you know, it's not a good idea to quit without a plan. I had no idea. Every sort of rational person around me was telling me it wasn't very sensible, but I just knew in my heart that it was right. So I think you'll know when you reach that tipping point, when the fear of staying is greater than the fear of going, whatever the situation, I think you will know. So again, as you said, getting away from that noise. You know, we can give you all sorts of exercises in terms of looking at your values and so on. And those are so powerful and important. But often the answers will come in the silences when you're going for a run or in the shower or, you know, by the lake or the ocean or something. That's when that's when I think your mind suddenly gets to sing, ah, oh, this is it. Yeah,
0: you get that clarity. <laughs>
1: the voices and the light shines and this is so obvious suddenly. So, yeah, sometimes it's in the space as well. Yeah, I know that
0: my, my answers came on a walk with the dog. So... Um, definitely (laughs) you just never know you just have to um stay aware that's for sure Mm. and thank you so much for your time thank you for sharing your story with us and um if you guys want to connect with Anna learn more about her you can find her information in the bio in the show notes just in case you're on the road right now or working out or walking your dog right now and you need to go back and check that out that's where it'll be to find her and and again thanks so much and we will see you next week